0: Welcome back to Rational Retriever Training, a podcast series where we focus on the why in retriever training. Today's podcast is on casting tips. Casting often makes or breaks a blind retrieve. Fortunately, all you need is a few bumpers and you and your dog can improve casting performance through training. Tip number one. Slow down and make sure your retriever is focused on you as the handler. Use mental counting. Whistle stop and then mentally count. One, two, three, four, five. Then cast. Why? First, sometimes it takes time for your retriever to locate you as the handler, especially if there is little contrast between you and your background. Or your background is cluttered with a gallery of people and judges, or you're wearing camo while hunting waterfowl, etc. Second, by waiting and mentally counting, you're maintaining control. You're leading the team, and your dog must wait for you as a team leader to give the next cast. Third, when you're super excited, like at a hunt test or during hunting, Mental counting one, two, three, four, five, then cast will slow you down and keep your timing consistent and consistency is often the key in dog training. Number two, teach your dog that he must change direction after each whistle stop. When a retriever is running a blind he should understand that he's on the correct route. And when he hears the whistle, he should understand that the next, he needs to change direction with the next cast. So he should understand after he hears the sit whistle, no, not that way, go this way. For example, it's dishonest to your dog to send him on a blind, like in the double T drill and stop him and then send him straight back to the same original destination. Think about this. Most cast refusals are typically when the dog does not change direction when the cast is given. These cast refusals are called a dig back if there's no change in direction, and a scallop if the dog rotates in the correct direction and then quickly diverts from your cast direction to the direction he wanted to go. So you need to build the expectation that after every whistle sit, there will be a change direction in the next cast. One drill that helps teach and maintain this mentality is a split casting drill. I posted a YouTube video entitled Retriever Training Alone Split Casting Drill where I demo this concept drill with two bumpers in a typical farm pond. Number three, do not accept a rotation that's incorrect. Insist on a right rotation for a right hand cast and a left rotation for a left hand cast. Why is this important? If properly taught and maintained, you have a casting tool to rotate away from where your retriever would want to go, such as back towards an old fall. Another example might be down the shore water blind with a crosswind pushing the dog towards the shoreline. As a handler, you want to be able to rotate your dog into the crosswind with an angle back cast, not with the crosswind towards the shore. Another example would be a water blind route that's tight past a point, and you don't wanna get on that point. After whistle stopping and treading water, you want your dog's first swim movement to be rotating away from the point, not rotating towards the point. Another example, on a land blind with a tight shrub keyhole, you wanna cast with a clockwise rotation if the dog is tight to the right shrub, Otherwise, you could quickly lose your dog as he disappears behind that right shrub if he rotates incorrectly. If the dog's sitting tight to the left shrub in that keyhole, you want to rotate clockwise so you don't lose your dog quickly behind that left shrub. Another example would be the under the arc poison bird. After whistle stopping, your cast should rotate the dog away from the poison bird, not rotating him towards the poison bird. Another reason for proper rotation after the whistle stop is more accurate literal casting. For example, imagine you whistle sit your dog and now you need a left angle 45 degree cast. A dog that takes that cast by rotating towards the left is more more likely to run an accurate 45 degree cast. A dog that first rotates towards the right would nearly spin 90 degrees plus 45 degrees to correctly take that left angle 45 degree cast and typically this type of dog would not cast as accurately number four handler response to cast refusals what do you do as a handler if your dog rotates in the wrong direction or does not change direction with your cast. There are at least six handler responses and how you respond depends on your dog's training history and your dog's mentality. One handler response would be to assume the dog made a simple mistake and whistle-sit your dog and give the same exact literal cast. A second response would be to whistle-sit your dog wait a much longer time than normal to put some mental pressure on the dog and then give that same exact literal cast. A third handler response would be to whistle-sit the dog, e-collar nick, and then whistle-sit a second time and then give the same exact literal cast. A fourth handler response would be to whistle-sit the dog, call the dog in, and then give the dog the same exact literal cast. A fifth handler response would be to whistle-sit your dog, call your dog in with, no, here, to create mental pressure, and then give your dog the same exact literal cast. A sixth handler response would be to whistle-sit the dog, call the dog in with an e-collar correction, and then give the same exact literal cast. Sometimes it'll be necessary to have to call the dog into the location where the cast refusal occurred. For example, if your dog missed going through a small pothole and he's already around the end of that pothole, you'd have to call him back to where the original route went through that pond. There are several advantages to calling a dog back to the location of the cast refusal. Number one, it gives your dog time to clear his head. Number two, it counters the momentum of the cast refusal. Number three, you gain control as a handler. And number four, you get to repeat the same exact literal cast from the same location as where the cast refusal occurred. Number five, stop your dog the instant he decides to stop fighting a factor. For example, in training a water blind, stop your dog and cast the instant he decides to head to the shore, not when he gets to shore. It is dishonest to your dog to essentially give him permission by being quiet while your dog swims all the way to the shoreline and then correct him for beaching on the shoreline. Your dog will assume that if he does not hear the whistle, he's on the correct route. So cast to inform your dog that he's made the wrong decision. No, not that way, this way. Rather than lying to your dog by being quiet and giving him permission to fade with a factor such as wind, water, terrain, cover, and so on. Do not spectate. The quicker you can inform your dog that he's on the incorrect route, the easier it will be to change his mind and cast to correct the route. Number six, with young dogs just learning casting, carry that cast in training. Why? Every time you whistle sit the dog, you're telling the dog, wrong direction. Imagine trying to run under the direction of a coach and every time you run three feet, you're told wrong direction. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's what could happen if you try to keep a young dog in a tight blind corridor. Soon the youngster may dread blind work and fear making a mistake and start walking on casts. Better to let your pup carry the cast and enjoy each cast as success. So early cast training can be as long as pup can carry them. Also, if you can get a reliable 50 yard cast in training, When you need a 10-yard cast at an event, you're likely to get that cast. Number seven. Casting in training may be different than casting at an event. In training, do not exaggerate your casts. Give the same exact literal cast to the blind. Why? Because you're teaching accurate literal casting. At an event, Start with literal casting, but give stronger casts when needed. For example, your first cast is a standing still, 45 degree right angle back cast. Your dog digs straight back. Your next cast should not be the exact same cast. It should be a stronger 45 degree right angle back cast by taking a step to the right as you cast. Your dog still digs back. Your next cast should be even stronger, a silent overcast with a step, something you would never do in training, but you need to break that negative momentum of those dig back cast refusals. At an event, undercast with the wind and overcast into a crosswind. In training, we often wait to see if the dog will make the correct decision and whistle, sit, and handle to teach the dog when he made an incorrect decision. At an event, do not spectate, but be a proactive handler. For example, stop the dog before a critical angle entry into the water and give the cast to inform the correct route. Stop the dog before he has a chance to disappear over a rise at the end of the blind. Be proactive as a handler. Also, at an event, consider the locations where your dog may not hear your whistle, such as lunging water or the splash while entering water, tall grass, and so on. Number eight, precede every cast with a whistle sit, but vary the loudness and duration of your whistle depending upon distance and the environment. If you must stop your dog in tall grass or lunging water, use a very long duration as your dog may not be able to hear that whistle until he's at the top of his lunging stride. Use a soft chirp whistle to stop your dog up close and a louder whistle as he gets farther and farther away. Use a louder whistle on windy days and a softer whistle in quiet conditions such as calm water. Always ask yourself, will my dog hear my whistle at all locations along that blind route? Number nine, maximize your contrast to the background as a visible handler. Before you start training, look behind your casting position to assess your background. Will your dog see you? Are you silhouetted against a bright sky or are you silhouetted against a dark forest? Wear white clothing if the background is dark to maximize your visibility when training casting concepts or at an event. Wear dark clothing and dark gloves if you're standing on a hill with the sky as a background. Also consider having binoculars with you. Sometimes they're helpful in reading the dog. Number 10. Consider using walking baseball to teach and maintain casting with your dog. Why? Walking baseball has many advantages. First, it's a pure casting drill, independent of lining or stopping. Second, anyone with two bumpers can train solo in any field, including a soccer field, a football field, or a natural field. Third, unlike pile-based drills, each cast is from a new origin to a new destination. Fourth. Dogs typically enjoy walking baseball because, if done correctly, each cast is a successful cast. Fifth, these successful casts are typically long casts. Sixth, you can focus on one particular casting concept with many repetitions. So, for example, your dog is weak casting into the wind you wait for a windy day and then with walking baseball in 10 minutes you can have 20 successful casts into the wind where every cast is from a new origin to a new destination success and repetition are two keys to dog training and walking baseball allows you to have both